Okay, guys, today we've got my girlfriend Kylie here. Say hi, Kylie. Hi. All right, cool. So we're going to play a super fun game. I've seen some other NFL guys play where they just ask their girlfriends to name a player on every team in the NFL. And Kylie, she like never watches the NFL. So this this should be pretty hilarious. So let's get started. And we're going to go with an easy one first here. Name a player for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, just, uh, just the first and the last one. He is someone to watch. I'm right here, right now. And that is interesting. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's a that's oh a my goodness. Let's do it. I'm excited to hear this. I'm excited. Now let's go ahead and get into it. Yeah, so we stopped after that one, but I'm pretty sure that was just a lucky guess. Anyway, I'm out of the studio today, and uh, by the studio, I am referring to the mattress that I lean against a shelf that muffles all outside audio. It's very professional. But yeah, if we sound different today, that is why. Uh, week two is on the horizon, my friends, and there are some really, really good games to watch, starting tonight with the Chiefs versus Chargers games, which should be a really fun time. Uh, Herbert and Mahomes, they're always good for some fireworks, so I'm expecting a much closer Thursday night football than the absolute blowout the Rams and the Bills gave us last week. I say that as I sip from my Rams cup that my lovely girlfriend got me yesterday for our anniversary. Uh, let's go over some players who you should start and some you should sit this week, and pardon the pun here, but we're going to start with the starts. First up, Christian Kirk. Uh, Kirk lived up to the fantasy hype that I gave him during the offseason in week one. He posted well over 100 yards. He saw a team high 12 targets. Uh, he only managed to haul in six of those, by the way. Imagine what he could do if he became a little bit more efficient at catching those targets. And that'll come with time with Trevor Lawrence in that new offense. But for now, I think Kirk is a must start in week two against the Colts. The Colts sucked at stopping receivers last season, and that really carried over into this year during week one, where they allowed 15 points to Brandon Cooks last week. The Jags may not get out of this game with a win, but if they're going to compete, Kirk is going to be a big part of it, and he should be a part of your fantasy team if you have any shares of him. Cardinals kind of fell flat on their faces against the Chiefs, but Marquise Brown was heavily involved in the game plan, and he scored a touchdown to remain fantasy valuable. This week, he should be more productive. The Raiders secondary, that's a major soft spot, and the Cardinals will be looking to take advantage of it early and often to win this one. They got smoked last week by Justin Herbert, and a litany of the Chargers wide receivers were able to get involved. So I expect Marquise Brown to be heavily active for the Cardinals. Really, really good starting value there. Brees Hall. Brees Hall saw a really interesting role in the Jets' offense. Uh, he was targeted 10 times as a checkdown back for their Joe Flacco offense. Uh, I think he will continue to be a favorite target of elite quarterback Joe Flacco, who will be dealing with a ton of pressure in Week 2 from the Browns. You know, Miles Garrett's going to be coming off the edge. Uh, and I think even with that backfield split pretty evenly, Hall can generate a lot of value if he's getting targeted at that rate. And I think this will be a week where he does continue to get targeted at that rate. Because again, like I talked about, most of those targets were checkdown targets where Flacco, he's freaking out during pressure and he's firing it over to Brees Hall, who just happens to be open. So this is going to be a week where that happens a lot. Gerald Everett coming up next. Everett was excellent last week. He posted 14 points. Chargers are down Madden legend Darnold Parham Jr. <laughs> those TikToks crack me up with Darnold Parham Jr. just making insane catches in Madden. And they're also down Keenan Allen. Uh, they're both out with separate hamstring injuries. And in the last two Chiefs-Chargers games, both in 2021, these two teams scored a combined 40 points. 
So I think Everett should definitely be started again this week. I think he's got a lot of touchdown value. I think we'll sneak Josh Palmer in here as well. Josh Palmer, second-year receiver for the Chargers, really, really solid last week. I think we'll see a continuation of him in that every-down receiver role. Should be a must-start as well. Daryl Henderson Jr. coming back to the running backs. This one comes by way of a very favorable matchup and a super murky backfield. I just couldn't tell you when Cam Akers is going to be fantasy viable again. Uh, I wasn't high on Akers during the preseason. Didn't crack my top 10 running backs list. Wasn't very close. Uh, and this is why. he still. I still have really, really serious concerns about whether or not he can ever fully recover from that Achilles tear. Uh, he apparently crushed the recovery and he returned about like half of what is expected, but he just hasn't looked at all like the guy that we saw before. And especially after McVeigh's comments, I just cannot trust Akers even as a flex right now. So that brings us to Daryl Henderson. He saw the vast majority of the touches against the Bills, and now he finds himself facing a Falcons defense that ranked 27th against the run last year. They got just 151 yards beat out of them by the Saints last week. So I think Henderson should be a really, really good flex uh, in most leagues. Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross another must-start this week. The Lions are still down Jamison Williams. They just don't have a ton of options in the passing game. St. Brown should be heavily targeted in this one. The Lions are going up against the soft commander secondary. They just got torched last week by Christian Kirk, uh, who we already talked about. And I think Amon Ra is certainly capable of replicating what Kirk did this week and being really productive for you. Uh, I would absolutely make sure he's in your lineup if you have any shares. Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren is a really interesting one. Uh, he's going to find himself rostered in a lot more leagues this week than last week, and that is all because Najee Harris left the Steelers' week one game with a foot injury in the fourth quarter and is highly likely to be limited against the Patriots. I know he said he's going to start. Uh, I just don't think that they'll use him very much. I think Warren will be a flex play for me. I think the Steelers will be inclined to protect Najee Harris, let him come back a little bit more slowly, kind of work him into that game plan. This isn't really a game where they would feel that they 100% need him, uh, and I don't think they want to find themselves in the same situation that we just talked about with the Rams being in with Cam Akers, where you have this superstar young running back who you hurry back from a recovery and now is in kind of that weird, uncertain area where you just don't know if they'll ever be the same. Uh, Carson Wentz, we're going to riverboat gamble with Ron Rivera this week. Uh, reference for any listeners of my old podcast. And we're going to take a bet on Carson Wentz. Uh, Carson Wentz was fantastic last week against that Jaguars defense, and he finds himself in another really nice matchup in Week 2. Lions defense gave up a bunch of yards uh, to passing attacks last season, and the Commanders have way, way, way more weapons than people realize. Antonio Gibson, Curtis Samuel, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson. These are really, really good players. Uh, Wentz should be able to take advantage. He should be really productive this week. Now let's talk about the guys that will be less productive. The sits of the week. First up, Dawson Knox. Knox really struggled in week one against the Rams, and he just wasn't involved in the plan. Uh, and that's really concerning for Knox fantasy owners, myself included, who were expecting him to be heavily targeted by Allen. Uh, but it may be time to add a backup. I, I already have. The Bills have an arsenal of talented receivers and backs that can all pass catch. It's going to make it really hard for Knox to be relied on week to week. And this week, the Bills face the Titans, who allowed no more than 65 yards to a tight end in 2021. And that includes a game against Travis Kelsey, where he was targeted 12 times. So I would steer clear of Dawson Knox this week if I were you. Just not great history there. Irv Smith Jr. Irv Smith played just 19 snaps in week one. That's really disappointing. Uh, he was targeted twice on those snaps, so that is a good sign. But I do not think he's ready yet. 
we'll have to take a week-to-week approach with him until we see him get more fully utilized in that offense, which is something that has really been an issue throughout Irv Smith's entire career in Minnesota. He's just never been the guy at tight end. Uh, Justin Fields. Fields is going on the road to face a Packers squad that just has been merciless to him and the Bears. Uh, For years, they've been merciless to the Bears at Lambeau. I think Fields and the Bears, I think they put up a better fight this year uh, than they did last week, but I just don't think Fields is a fantasy start. He's too inconsistent against higher-level defenses to be trusted. Uh, This game could be a change in that trend, though. If he plays really, really well, uh, I would watch very closely if you're holding any shares of Justin Fields this year. Uh, Amari Cooper. Cooper was a huge fantasy disaster in Week 1, and I think that holds true this week, too. Uh, Jacoby Brissett just looked uncomfortable in the pocket at times and targeted Cooper just six times all night. The Browns clearly want to run the ball more than they pass, and they just do not trust Brissett to execute that passing game at a high level. Uh, This week, they're against the Jets, and I expect an even more run-heavy game plan as the Browns will likely be able to control the line of scrimmage all night long. Uh, Cooper's just an absolute must-bench for me this week. I don't think he's going to see anywhere near the volume you'll need for him to be productive, even as like a flex. Travis Etienne. Etienne struggled to produce in week one, and most of that is due to James Robinson. Uh, he just kind of came back and reminded everybody that he exists. And But I just don't think that'll hold throughout the year, but I think it probably holds this week. Uh, I think Etienne will eventually be given that role of the lead back and the receiving back, because clearly right now he's very, very heavily involved in the receiving game. But we need him to be involved as the running back, or the lead running back and the lead receiving back as well to be a true fantasy value in that really disastrous Jaguars offense. So right now, I would keep him uh, as flex at most to just outright on the bench, depending on the depth of your league. Uh, Just a little too tricky until we see him fully materialize as the lead back. CeeDee Lamb. With no Dak Prescott in the lineup, it is just too tough to touch. Too tough to trust C.D. Lamb. Even with a relatively favorable matchup against the Bengals, he has just struggled with drops. Uh, in week one, it came back to haunt him again. He was one of the biggest disappointments of the week, fantasy-wise, and just on the field in general. Uh, I would be really cautious around starting him this week. Bengals, they do seem like a favorable matchup, but they do have some talent in the secondary, and I just don't think you can get it done with uh, Cooper Rush as your quarterback, unfortunately. Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel was great in week one against the Jaguars, but uh, week two presents a much more challenging matchup for him. He will likely be shadowed by Jeff Okuda all night long, uh, and Jeff Okuda just held Devonta Smith to zero catches. Okuda is a really, really solid cornerback number two across from Amani Uruarie, and he should be able to hold down Samuel all night long if he does get that matchup, so I would not start Curtis Samuel. I just feel like Okuda kind of scares me out of that one. And uh, that's going to do it for us today. I know it was a pretty short one, uh, but I am out of town. So thanks for dealing with that today. Uh, Thanks for hanging out anyway. I hope you guys enjoy the Chiefs-Chargers game tonight. I will be tweeting about it. I'll be watching. Uh, So follow me on Twitter at research underscore passer. Let's chat about the game. And I will see you guys next Tuesday for some week two takeaways. All right, I'm out of here. He is someone to watch. I'm right here right now. And that is interesting. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's that's oh my goodness. Let's do it. I'm excited to hear this. I'm excited. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it.